0: Welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host and coach, George Evian. Have a little bit different uh, setup here, uh, doing some things different with the podcast in terms of how we're recording this. You might be able to see this on YouTube now on the YouTube channel, uh, Dead 3 Coaching. Uh, and again, you can always hit our website as well. That is up live. It is k a j a b i kajab K-A-J-A-B-I.com, K-A-J-A-B-I dot com and we'll get a, a friendlier url name for that here shortly but want to thank everybody We're doing things a little different here again there's a video here um you can go to our website you can look at our blog and uh, we're putting a fair amount there on linkedin every podcast becomes a blog and uh, that has really helped us out as well so a lot of new things happening we're trying to keep these to about 20 minutes now and so uh we'll just kind of get off and going i it's later in the evening and, and something popped into my mind that i really wanted to uh focus on put a video together. Um we you know we this is a leadership coaching, you know, entrepreneur business, leading teams, being a leader type podcast and you know something really hit me as I was scrolling through Instagram this past week and it was really powerful to me. Um it made me a bigger fan of this coach and this program and I wanted to share with you as I was kind of wrapping my day up and I was setting all this up, you know, in the video and the phone and the new new uh The new setup that I have down here and the lights and all this sort of stuff, you know, I was thinking like I wanted to record a podcast and what would it be about and what would I not need a lot of prep for and it immediately hit me of a Nick Saban video that I saw a few days ago and absolutely loved this video. Um, I I have Nick Saban books. I, I read a fair amount about Nick Saban and for those that don't know, Nick Saban is the head football coach at the University of Alabama Maybe regarded maybe as the best football coach of all time. I'm not quite certain if uh, I don't follow. I do follow college football. I don't know if I follow it that close to have an opinion on who the best ever is in terms of coaching. Uh, But I think you can make an argument that he is one of, if not the best coach currently active. Um, Alabama is kind of the um, benchmark and standard of college football, and he is definitely that as a coach as well. So let me set the table on this story for you, and then we can get into kind of the bullet points on. Why, why this is so good and so valuable and, and something we need to do with our teams, me included, need to be better at this. Uh, they were playing for a national championship. Um, I don't know Bryce Young. Bryce Young was the quarterback. So this is fairly recent. Could have been 2022, I believe. Uh, national championship game. And I believe they lost. Uh, this may have been the game against Georgia um, that they lost. So they're sitting there, and it's the tail end of the news conference. And he is sitting there with Bryce Young and then another defensive player next to him. I don't know who it was or don't remember his name. He was clearly a leader on the team, clearly uh, probably a captain, somebody that was very instrumental and influential in their success that they had as a uh, for that season and as a program. So, And Saban's in the middle. So imagine that scene. You lost a national championship game. It may have been their first um, loss of the year. If anything, it was their second loss of the year. And they're sitting there playing for a national championship and have lost. And what that must feel like for a 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old to lose that. It doesn't even really matter what age you are. To lose any sort of championship game, national championship it's got to be, you know, is, you know, and I, I play coach small college basketball and we lost a few of those and we lost important games and the last games of the year and things like that I, and it is, it's a, it, it, uh, a Duke quote, a Mike Shashevsky quote, uh, that I actually believe, right? Clyde, always cry your last game of the year, your last game of the year. You, you should be that committed, that focused, that, um, that in that much in terms of owning it and that buy-in that you should cry when the season is over because you've given it everything you have even if you were 0 and 26 you should care that much about it so imagine those two young athletes those gentlemen sitting there and having to answer questions about why they lost what they did the decisions they made the mistakes they made and why they didn't come out on top of that and they're done so they're literally leaning back in their chair, and you could see Bryce Young and how upset he was about this because he's the quarterback and there's the responsibility that goes along with that position. And they both get up, and they're halfway out of their chair. And Nick Saban puts his arms on both of them and says, essentially says this, sit down. So they both sit down. And he, he wasn't upset, and he didn't have that tone of his voice of getting after anybody. But Nick Saban said, and I'm not going to get this verbatim on what he said. But he said, I I would like to say something. And and I believe that is verbatim. That's how he started out. He was like, I would like to say something about these two guys. And how much they mean to me, to this program, and what they did today. And how they performed today. And that they were champions. And that they did everything they possibly could. And they are responsible for us being in this national championship game. And they've got to own this loss and they will, is what he said. And I don't know if he said they're responsible for it because I don't think he put it on two people, but the owning of the loss, he was very upfront about. And he said they would because that's who they are as people and that's how they are as a program. But he made a point over a minute to two minutes to make sure that, a few things. One, here I guess the bullet points to the podcast. First bullet point is you got to take the heat off the guys that made that may have made mistakes that were out on the field playing that are in the boardroom on the sales floor doing whatever that you take that heat off of them so they don't feel the sting the burden and the power of that loss that they understand that they are there that they are good that they are champions that they are in the championship game because of how good they are and because of the commitment they made and because of the sacrifices they made and the work they put in And all that goes along with being a champion and being a part of Alabama football. That you took that heat off of them. And maybe you put it on yourself if you're Nick Saban. But he took that heat off of them. Two, you took the heat off of them. And and maybe this is like, you know, 1A or 1B. But the second point would be along those lines is maybe you diffuse that question. Maybe you diffuse that ridicule. Maybe you change the narrative of the fans and the message boards and the newspaper articles and the Instagram and Twitter posts, maybe you take that off of them. Maybe they work so hard and you care so much for them that they don't deserve it. And the third point is that you make sure they feel like, one, that that loss isn't on them, that they are not solely responsible for a loss in a championship game but that they understand that they're in that situation, that they are valued, that they are important, that they contributed to the success, that they are the pillars of the program, that they were the captains of the team, that they got there because of them. And that, you know, you you get the sense without question that when that was over, that those kids knew that Nick Saban loved them and cared for them and was grateful for them. So... I guess to pivot this now to what we do professionally. Many of us don't have the career where we're going to be targeted on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever it is. And you're not going to stand in front of millions and perform, and you're not going to have to answer questions on the mistakes you made. But I always equate it to all of that is what you do is important. And the work that you do is significant, even if you're not in front of millions. To give this example, and I've used this before in some of the talks I've given. I coach college basketball at a small college level for many years. We have one kid that played for us, was a walk-on. It's a long story. I believe there's a podcast about this. I won't get into it all. But he is now and was the youngest general manager in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks played for me for 4 years. He giving press conferences, dealing with multimillionaires in terms of contracts, dealing with billionaires in terms of owners and GMs and he's in the biggest and greatest basketball league in the world, right? And he is one of the 30 people out there that is calling the shots for an organization. That's awesome. But I also have you know, a former player that's running his own company in Arizona in the mortgage industry that is crushing it and killing it. Both of those and both of them are really important, uh, really important professions, and both of them are crushing it and killing it and are significant in their environments and in their communities. And with the people. One just happens to be on TV a fair amount and is on the message boards and is responsible, um, you know, for a city and things of that nature. Not a city, but a, a program to deliver that to a city. And and one is doing mortgages, but and it doesn't have to answer those questions, but both are really successful people. And those are just the examples. So it doesn't matter if you are Nick Saban or a Bryce Young or running those types of organization. You could be running a one, two team organization that, and that it is significant. You need to approach it that it is significant. You need to approach it, that it, does, it does matter. It is important that it is going to, uh, uh, you know, you could, you know, have that mindset that you are going to be in front of millions of people one day having to report and answer to hard questions. So all that's important. So Nick Saban. So uh, the, the idea then is, what Nick Saban did and how we can do that for our teams. So he made those kids feel important, valued, grateful. They were cared for. They were loved. They were acknowledged publicly. They diffu- He hopefully diffused it a little bit or quite a bit so people wouldn't be getting on those guys, right? And he made, like right when it was over, what was meaningful. And there were two really meaningful things to me. In, in just thinking about this quickly, about that post, was one is how he he stopped those kids from leaving. He just kind of grabbed them. He didn't grab them, if you're not watching this on YouTube. He just kind of put, put their hands on, as they stood up from their chairs and just said, I've got something to say. Both young men sat down and listened to what they had to say, and man, they were almost in tears because of the loss. That was significant and impactful to me as a coach and a leader to say, hey, I I wanna say something about you two guys. And then he went on his two minute deal. Then what was impactful to me is when he was done. And I think he may have said, hey, you guys can leave now. Right? But as those, now those gentlemen stood up to leave, those young athletes stood up to leave. They both touched Nick Saban. They both touched him on the shoulder. As if to say, like there was this reciprocating acknowledgement of care and love and appreciation and gratitude from coach to player and player to coach. Now, I wonder how we do as leaders in the professional world with that story. Now, there's all sorts of stories of acknowledgement when things go great. There's all sorts of stories when you win the championship and what that like and how people hug and cut nets down and hold trophies up and are able to sit in front of the board and say that we got this many sales and this we were this profitable and we were because of it like that's great and it should be done and you shouldn't be taking all that as the leader you should be you know you accept the criticism and you give the praise accept the criticism and give the praise but nick saban was giving that all out so when things go bad though when things aren't going your way, when you don't win that championship or you don't get that sale or you get that loss or that product's not going to be released because of an error, which, which happens, right? And all that. And there's all sorts of blame to go around. Do you sit there publicly or with your team and say, Hey man, we're really good. We're great. And I want to acknowledge a few people on how hard they worked or their investment or how they own this or how they accepted the responsibility because they will because that's the type of organization we are and we wouldn't be this far. We wouldn't be this good. We wouldn't be this impactful. We wouldn't have these great of products. We wouldn't have this type of sale. We wouldn't have these type of customers. We wouldn't have this type of profit. Did things not go our way? Yes, but I want you to know how important these two people are to our success. And will we bounce back? Are we better because of these two people? Now, Bryce Young and this other gentleman that were on the team left after that game. That was our last game in an Alabama uniform, and they left. But it's how you build the program. Saban, maybe he knew it. Maybe he knew that there's some young 16-year-old watching that video, and he's sitting there saying, man, I want to go there because they're great. I want to go there because they're always in the championship game. I want to go there because... They seem to have all sorts of players in the NFL. I want to go there for these reasons, but man, I want to go there even more now if I'm really aware and really paying attention and really trying to figure out where I fit in and where I'm valued. I want to go there because he acknowledged those, the greatness in those athletes and those players when they lost and he acknowledged their contribution. So you're doing the same thing when you're running your company. And maybe you're not out in front of millions, but maybe you are being watched. Maybe there's a word of mouth. Maybe there's conferences, maybe maybe there's LinkedIn, maybe there's Glassdoor, maybe there's all these different places where it's gonna get out. I would rather have, I want people to say that is the most significant organization, group, program that I was ever a part of in my entire uh, professional life. That was working there, working for them, working on that product, doing those things, being with those people was the most important, impactful uh, experience of my professional life. And how do we create that? That Nick Saban shows you one way. Nick Saban shows you one way on how to build that culture, that environment. And I did a blog post, go back to dead 3 go to that website, go to our blog and look for the blog post that we have about care and what that truly means. And how you should lead with care. And how you should lead with compassion and empathy and understanding and acknowledgement and gratitude and all that. Build that first. Okay, so as we wrap up, those are the things you know that were really on my mind as I was kind of wrapping up my day. That led me to do this next podcast on the Nick Saban on this. Yeah, I've got something I would like to say. And that acknowledgment when things don't go your way. The acknowledgment of people that, listen, in the software world, which I'm a part of, it's those people that are really committed and own the product, and they are, they're working hard at, at making sure that, our, that customers are taken care of and that we have a great product and that we're industry leaders and all that. Do you, do you understand that as a leader, not just in software, in sales and in whatever in 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 teaching and in coaching whatever it is like there's times that those people are on the couch at two in the morning writing code there's time that coaches are on the couch watching film at two three in the morning there's times that coaches there's times that actors and actresses and performers and entertainers are up at two three in the morning working and then when you're a part of that And if things don't go well or right, or you don't get the goal or outcome that you had hoped for, man, that acknowledgement of, man, we're still great. And the people that are paying the price, that are pounding the rock every single day that we can crack this thing and become great and continue to strive towards greatness, that's them. That was those two athletes. Look for that. And I, I will try to find it as I post this. I did look for it the other day, and I couldn't find it. Uh, But I, again, I'm trying to keep these to about 20 minutes. I appreciate all the support of the podcast. We're going to be starting this now on YouTube. If you're watching this, you can see this on YouTube, working on this basement that we've been talking about for years. It's finally getting there. We got walls now. We got baseboards now. We got floors now. And now we just need some art decorations and things like that. But really excited about the direction that the podcast is going, the website is going, the speaking is going, how things are going professionally with teams and our software that we're building professionally. It's, it's amazing. Super excited about all the things we're doing. Please visit my website, our website, dead3coaching.mykajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I dot dead3coaching.mykajabi.com. You'll see our blogs there. Um, you know, you can subscribe to our podcast from there. You'll find this on LinkedIn. Please subscribe to it on YouTube. And we'll start building this thing up. I'm having a great time with this um, and really enjoying what we're doing with, with the website and the podcast and the YouTube channel. It's been a lot of fun. Please reach out to me, connect with me. We do have some great things coming. We do have some great leadership videos. If you've made it this far in this uh, now 18-minute podcast, just to put this out there, we are working on a, a, a workshop, a, um, a product, I think it's called, with what with the uh, the website that I work with, we are going to be putting out 15 videos and it's titled from the court to the boardroom, from the basketball court, essentially from the court, sport related lessons from the court to the boardroom. 15 powerful leadership lessons. Each video will be uh, no shorter than 30 minutes. You're gonna get 15 of them all broken up on 15 things, all sport related, but how you go from the court to the boardroom, look for that. I'll be sending something out shortly so you can kind of pre-subscribe to those videos Um, and looking forward to getting those out. We are slowly building those up and something great will be coming there. And I'm looking forward to being able to release those to everybody here shortly. But go to our website, my, uh, dead3coaching.mykajabi.com and appreciate all the support that you all have given us. Thank you.